ghosts and ghouls, succubi and pegasi, hot dogs and old style. Welcome to the Chicago Tale. Out of the frying pan and into the web, the drow led by Elvara seemed to have finally caught up to the party and began to create a barricade around the city of Blingdenstone. This information was relayed to them by Sir Lorne, a Durgar cleric who worships the light of the moon. Before battling the drow, however, the Howling Dark must first help vanquish the Pudding King. All right, so, uh, Lauren, happy introduction to the table, Jesse, with your new character. You get to go first. Um, so, let me lay it out a little bit. You are surrounded by four gray oozes that are kind of coming your way um, from all different corners. Actually, you're further back, I'm sorry, but um, and the two are. elves are, are more surrounded, so... Yeah, uh, Lauren, it's your turn. You're from the further back. You are to the east of the four gray oozes, and uh, you have one directly in front of you. All right, well, uh, if I were to move to here, would I be able to hit two things, these two within five feet? Would when you say? you say here... I moved it on... Uh, oh, sorry. I'm moving into near uh, Jin, who is currently flanked by two oozes. Right, so you'd be passing past one that would get a pseudopod attack at you. Even though I'm not engaged? Uh, it would be... It's, it's close enough to you. You're within five feet of it, so it could make a melee attack at you. That's fine. Um, so I'm going to do that one and then... Uh, but if, would I be able to hit both these? If, or would I say, what I'm more I'm asking is, would they be in within five feet of me on either side? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'll then, give you that. Then yes, I'll to, totally do that. Then. Okay, then I'm going to take a quick opportunity attack with uh, my... Um, dude, these gray oozes are fucking dope, y'all. Just wait, you fucking see this shit. You guys are going to be shitting down both britches. Uh, opportunity attack with this pseudopod. It hits you for nine to your AC. That does not hit me. Okay, it, you walk past it, and five seconds after you walk past it, swipes after you. All right, so I'll run into the room, and I'll look at uh, Dro as I'm running in, and I'll say to him in uh, Undercommon, if we are to be strong, we need to withstand the light. Vera. And I'll, when I say Vera, a uh, light explodes from me, and I will cast, uh, I will cast uh, Word of Radiance, which is my cantrip, and hit both of them if they have to make a uh, con saving throw. All right. So the moonlight around me kind of bursts into actual sunlight instead. Sick. Oh, yeah. Sick. Con saving throw coming right up. I got a, um, I told you, you guys are fucking beasts. I got a five. All right. So I they, save, right? Uh, yeah, you save. Yeah. My, my spell save is a two, so. <laughs> is that possible? It's a five. No. And a six, so what is eleven. Your spell save legitimately. No, uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So that's eleven damage to both. Okay. Sick. As you do that, just like this holy radiance of a light comes out and just dissipates half of each of them. It's just, just gone. Half of them. So they are smaller in size now. Joe, Joe cringes like vampire in a sun. Like, ah, initially. Now we. Uh, now does it does it stay? No, that was just it just. Blast okay. out. I was going to say, Drew, you would get <laughs> disadvantage yeah, I know. on everything. Yeah. But he'll grow to like it, but right now it's like, ah, no. Cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that will be my turn. Pretty sweet first turn. Rastos. Uh, I'll go up to this gray ooze that Sirloin ran <laughs> away from. <laughs> and I will uh, That's a good nickname, though. just take a swing with Flamenzunga at it for a crit 20. 20. Oh! oh! 
did you engage it? Did you put it on fire? I didn't do anything to it. No rage or anything? No. Just a standard fucking um, roll. As you're taking her back and you're starting to swing with her, you just hear, it's good to be back in your head. Mm-hmm. As yeah. she is a sentient oh, look weapon. Look who is back finally. As I- Crit 20. Uh, so that's that plus another one. Describe your kill. Wow. 24, <laughs> 24 wow. is I just, I slice into it and then I'll, if it divides into two. It does not because it tries to, but you, 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 you take over this. I don't know how you want to do this. I'll, I'll slice it and as it starts dividing, I've, I slowly, I spin in a circle with the X, uh, close to the ground so that it just cuts it apart. Yeah, yeah, you do a quick little floor sweep with the axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it's starting to split, um, it, you just cut it down even further. And one of the pseudopods comes up and gives you the little middle finger before it dissipates into the ground. I bite it. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 15, I'll go over here then, since he doesn't get a reaction since he Is died dead. and used it already. Uh, I'll go up to this one and I'll hit that one with a 19. Yep, you hit it. Four. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> Describe your kill. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is it? That's fourteen damage. To, uh, fourteen damage to it. I, I, the one that just divided in front of him into a tinier one. I just rubbed the axe into the ground, almost sharpening it as sparks fly everywhere. As I just cut it apart, and it sort of dissolves onto the little gravel and kicks rocks. of flames when you're like running against the embers just like not for damage just like kind of coming up flamenzung is very happy to be back yeah uh you fuck that one up too all right i'm having a good time no no this is fun and then i'll use what's that it's fine i guess whatever. 5 10 15 20 25 30 i get in front of uh drodo hopefully give him some what's your uh, movement 45 oh shit yeah he's he's really so uh, to give him some uh sneak attack i get right there this fucking sucks. Uh, and I, and I crouch to, a little bit. As yeah, I'm, I'm going to attack you with my gray ooze. How do you feel about this? Uh, so my fucking kick-ass gray ooze, he's going to hit you with a pseudopod. How do you feel about that? I don't think he cares. <laughs> I, I stamp my 17. Hoof. Misses. What? Ooh. All right. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 pick, I pick up my little hoof. <laughs> As he, as he yeah, starts trying to grab low, it. just pick up your tiny little hoof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the other great ooze is going to attack uh, Lauren. Let's test him. Let's test this defense out. You know, we're taking him for a test run, right, Jesse? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to attack you with my uh, badass attack. It's called Pseudopod. <laughs> uh, Isn't that the one you've been using this whole time? No. No, this no, no. This is a different one. This okay. is a different great ooze. I'm using a different Pseudopod attack. I hit you for seven. Uh, seven will not hit. Fuck. Okay. Um... So clearly you all are cheating, but I guess it's uh, Dro's turn. Um, Dro will look around the battlefield at everyone who just walked in, and then that Blade One music will play, and he'll just make eye contact with everyone. Go on, what song is that? Wait, 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 what song is that? You just did a lot right there. What song? And he'll try to go back to back. No, 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 what's the song? Like a techno beat. Oh, that's what you meant by the, okay, yeah, I got you, I got you now. Okay. I'll like allow looks, it. It looks at Jen and tries to go into the middle of the of the room and starts pointing off some arrows. And he'll shoot two attacks. 
Uh, uh, just this, uh, which one? Um, one at each. Okay. And it'll be 26 to hit on both. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then the first um, damage will be nine. The second damage is real bad, but I would get sneakies. So it'll be... You get sneakies on both. Yeah. Or, but you no, only get one attack. attack. Yeah. One, yeah. So declare which one you want sneakies on. The one that Rastos is engaged with. Okay, that's, uh, that's when you get sneakies on. Okay. <laughs> and so it's going to be nine damage to the northern one. Right, and 14 to the other one. Okay, your arrow dissolves immediately, but it does get a little bit smaller and just kind of like a weird like little boiling pop or something. Uh, and what's the bottom one? Uh, 14. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it also takes it in and your arrow dissolves immediately into it. But it uh, is, is still up for sure. Jin! Uh, Jin, after witnessing this brilliant display of uh, marksmanship by Dro, will uh, throw a psychic dagger at the Grey Ooze in front of Lauren Rock Tiller. This is also in front of her. That will probably miss. That is a 7. Ooh. Or no, not a 7, a 12. Okay, come on, dude. That's so different. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I haven't played this goddamn character in a while. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah, that one hits. Uh, Can I do you a favor? Yeah. Describe your kill. <laughs> I just, just, just a uh, psychic blade manifests underneath Jin's arm, and she. Just By the way, this was my out. ringer. These are these <laughs> are great. This is my this is best. This is, <laughs> if this is the best no battle way. you've got for the rest of this session, I think we got some things to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just a, a blade just nonchalantly manifests underneath her wrist, and she just throws throws it out and just murders this one. Yeah, yeah, it, it explodes a little. I'll just use my bonus action to try to hit the other one for, for sure. That's actually a ten to hit. Uh, describe your kill. They're just, just they're down. both so low, dude. That one just like flings out across the way, just just nonchalantly. Again, just Jenna's given up on this fight after seeing the brutality that both uh, Lauren and uh, the Rastos brought to the fight. Yeah, so fast. So you all um, dispatch of all of the gray oozes rather easily. Congratulations! I hope you all feel like fucking big people. I hope you feel nice and important. Mm-hmm my friends um Jin when you throw that last dagger uh you throw it and it kind of explodes however something sort of seems to be standing up it's very thin it's about like an inch wide and it kind of is standing upward and then it falls down Rostos that's directly in front of you um is there any light being giving given out right now yeah the light's still on the shield the light's still on the shield for an hour yeah cool um so then you can see that a rope fell down uh, while it was within this other gray ooze. The pull on it. Yeah, you, it's a rope. In my mind, this is like rope trick. It's like a, a, a rope. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like. Okay. But then it just fell down, and you pull on it, and it just, it's a rope. It, it's fine. I, I sort of look up, and I'm like, there's something... No, no, I'm sorry. It didn't have, like, rope trick as in terms of, like, the portal up above. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It was just standing up on its end, and then it fell down. I'm sorry. Interesting. Uh, some rope was here standing. Uh, now it has fallen down after they died. Uh, I don't know what that means. Are you suggesting the rope was standing on its own? Yes, it was. I saw it. I guess I'll, I'll pick up the rope and put on a pair of tiny glasses that I have hanging around my neck, and I'll examine it, which are uh, glasses of identify. 
So being a trader. What? And uh, cool a very, very common really cool merchant, mercantile type of person. Lauren has tiny, tiny little <laughs> glasses of identification, which uh, allows them to cast identify um, at will. Um, you said that it was a rope that was standing. You identify this as a standing rope. <laughs> there we go. Is, is it covered in ooze particulate then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of uh, gray ooze. Uh, this appears to be an ordinary bundle of hemp rope, roughly 30 feet in length. However, if you use an action to speak the command word, which you can decide, the rope will slowly uncoil, reaching upwards until it reaches its full length. The standing rope is strong enough to climb and can bear a maximum of 300 pounds at any time. When the command word is spoken again, the rope will collapse, returning to its previous state. I'm so sorry, how tall? Uh, 30 feet. Does it have like a little uh, a tag on it that says the code word? Y- you can choose it. This seems to be part of your regular attire, so I will gladly give this to you. Oh, You're wearing you. ropes everywhere, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's mostly ropes. <laughs> I've, I've like ropes across my chest in an X I form. will say you will have to attune to this item. I'm only attuned to one item. There you go. <laughs> cool item and cool glasses. Yeah. Dro's kind of in the middle of the room looking at all four corners and we'll look at Rostos and Lauren and say, I mean, maybe you guys should lead your call. <laughs> It's a rope of climbing. What is it called? Standing, Standing rope. rope. Standing rope. I'll send it to you, TJ. Okay. Um, and what do you all do now? Well, let's go. I think we did it. All the oozes are dead. That is not where we're supposed to go. I can't imagine we'll find too much extreme resistance in these caves since they're not used. I think we can move at a normal rate and not be too worried of a, an invasion force of sorts. Very well. Hope the distraction worked. And apparently, Stro looks around. Resistance is, you know. <laughs> Did I hit you all once? No. Fuck you guys. Tin feels useless. <laughs> nice. You killed two things, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> Resource depletion battle failed. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, that, was my, that was my ace in the hole. <laughs> the best I got. Yeah. That's all I could come up with. <laughs> my gun's empty. No more bullets. <laughs> um, are you all going straight westward? Mm-hmm. I think the faster we move, the better, considering that the were-rats probably will not be able to hold their own too long against a swarm of ooze. Joe will def- okay. defer to Rostos and, and Lauren. If they want to take the front, he would definitely let them. It's funny because uh, according to D and D, I weigh five hundred pounds, so I can't even climb the rope. <laughs> well, you can if it's tied to something. <laughs> it just can't stand on its own. It just can't oh. bear your weight by itself. <laughs> I guess that's why I can push five hundred pounds. Yeah, carry five hundred. I mean, being a giant minotaur comes with disadvantages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. No, I'm, it's just like oh, it can carry three hundred. I, I can't even. Well, Jin weighs all of like seventy five. So yeah, it could be a roguish. Yeah, Jin yeah. could. Jin and Drode both don't weigh very much. But you, you, you're attuned to it. It's totally fine. And you all can... I'm cool with switching attunement, not mid-battle or anything, but betwixt battles, as one might say. I just had to double-check. I was like, oh, my weight is uh, much larger than what... Once the attuned carrier activates it, 
allies would be able to interact with it, correct? I think it yeah. just says yeah. when the spoken yeah. word. It'll just yeah. turn, it'll become Absolutely. stiff, yeah. yeah. Stiff and straight up. A tuned carrier can decide when to innate the magic. Yeah, I just can't. As long it. as someone says the word, as long as someone is attuned to it. Cool. Yeah. And the word is the. With the word is the, the, the most common the, word in the yeah, English language. The second E is the most common. The E, he said. <laughs> What's the command word for the rope? Spats. Spats. There we go. I love that. That's a very good command word. I really like that command word. It lacks any sort of vitriol that no. might come about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. I don't so. know either, you know, just like saying it. Um, so, yeah, you all are um, in this a little bit more of a, it's not cavernous like the other ones. It's about uh, 15 to 20 feet wide, a little bit taller, probably 15 feet tall um, with the gray rocks um, that were once gray oozes are all destroyed. And you can see that there is a a larger path to the west. However, it does uh, there is a path to the north and a path to the south, and you all can choose where to go. Joe's referring to the tanks to see if they did want to lead or if not, as uh, Lauren suggested increasing the pace. Did, didn't the ghost say straight ahead? And we'll find our way regardless of what path we take. Was there a path straight ahead? They did say that it is basically straight ahead. But I do want to remind you that they did say there's a bunch of stuff down there they don't know about. Just as a... Mm-hmm. Is, is there a path going straight? I just can't yeah, tell them. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. Yeah. The ghosts are also useless. Perhaps oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I can, I can reveal that. I'm sorry. Let me reveal that to you. It's right. Yep, there is one straight ahead. Oh. But the there's a problem. Fuck? You see that it is a little bit bluish um, in this entire path, and it's a little bit whirly, a little bit swirly, mm-hmm. a little bit like the more you look at it, those of you with keen vision and high passive perception can tell that there's something in the way of this. Would path. you say it's reflecting light? <laughs> uh, slightly, ever so slightly. So my passive perception of 18 and dark vision of 150 feet would yeah, give you me meant a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> It's Glavagool. No, he got eaten. He's dead. He died. <laughs> he died. Uh, hey, friend. Uh, no, shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. You just see it ripple a little bit at the sound, the sound, but it just stays where it's at. Throw some uh, of your salt at it. I mean, shoot it from here, then you guys charge in. Just shoot it from afar. Yeah. They were slow. Remember it following us? All right. Jin? Glavagool is not very fast. I think from afar as well as close. Distance does not matter to me. Now, you guys ready? Yeah, Gabagool is slow. Just light him up. I'm glad you're not trying to befriend it. For what? listeners, Glavagool was a uh, a sentient uh, gelatinous cube, an ooze-like monster that they befriended, um, who quickly met their demise, and they are now confronted with a gelatinous cube, although it is not talking to them like Glavagool once was. <laughs> who gained sentience? Don't take. <laughs> Take off the baby Bjorn with the hook horror and put it down in the corner. Stay here. Uh, what corner? Show me on the map. Um, because this could be bad. He will put it here, directly behind Rostos in okay. one of the corners of where we actually did find the initial gray ooze. Yeah, yeah. It's no, there's no gray ooze there for sure because you would be able to. 
to tell by now if it was a gray ooze. Um, so you kind of tuck it behind that rock behind Rostos as well. So it's going to go and clink its little hooks together and makes a little ding, ding, ding. I think as, so. you're, as you're putting it down, like, do not put a child down there. It's fine. Do you want me to put it on my back? No. It, I don't care. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Relax. As you say that, as he says that, Fargus's face, you can just kind of get like a glimpse of his eye that's just like very sullen now. It's just like open, but not really looking at anything as he's describing that to you. No, no, he's fine. And I'll leave the, I'll leave the ruby with him, with the little, with the little guy. And then I'll take my posture and look at Jin ready to take coordinated strikes. <coughs> Once she's ready, I will loosen an arrow. You're bringing, you're putting your child down again. The child's down, ready to fire when you are. Who is it? What are we firing at? Galapagos' cousin over there. Oh, you mean the shimmery light? Yes. And Rastos has no problems not talking with it? Surprisingly, no. I tried. And what does Lauren think about any of these? We need to be the tip of the spear. We need to move forward. I think I will follow Lauren's directions from now on for a little while at least. Okay, it is just sitting there uh, in your all's way. It is not making any sort of movement, completely uh, holding up the whole wall. So I'll, I'll let you all um, decide what to do. I'm going to rip off two arrows. Sweet. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll those attacks, and then we'll keep the same initiative. I'll have to roll a little bit. 24-21. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you know that that hits a solitary fucking uh, <laughs> wall of ooze? Massive. Eight yeah. damage. And 14 damage. Okay, so 22 damage total. Sweet. Uh, you hit it, and I'm going to roll for initiative. Okay, so uh, it is going to be Lauren, your turn. All right. Uh, since I am standing, since we're all kind of standing back in a row. Yep. I once again speak in under comment. Sorry, real quickly, you're all standing back about, I would say, <coughs> 25 feet from the. Is that like about right? One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, about 30 feet away from the gelatinous cube that is clearly blocking your path. All right, I will uh, turn to, since Joe is next to me, I'll be facing forward and say, uh, and under calm once again, what makes our people weak is the light. I aim to change that. And I'll touch his bow, and I'll cast a magic weapon on his bow, so he casts, starts shooting magic arrows. And it gives you a plus one to uh, attack and damage rolls, uh, and is considered magical now. Uh, and then I will turn back, and I'll raise my hand, snap my finger, and I will cast... Uh, uh, sacred Flame against the Gelatinous Cube, cool. which is a Dex 14 check. Yep. Sick. Um, so wait, w- one was a bonus action? Yeah, bonus action is the uh, the spell I cast. Gotcha. Okay. And then the other one was the action, Sacred Flame. Mm-hmm. Sweet. What does your Sacred Flame look like? Uh, sacred Flame, again, it, uh, rather than flame-like radiance, I would say it's more like, it's kind of like a shimmering of moonlight and then the light beam comes through it. Sweet. I love it. Man, I've got this Sweet in 2 spell that I got shit. <laughs> fucking racking my brain. I'm now. literally just referencing kind of the yeah. Square Enix uh, era well, spellcasting. Yeah, I think this is actually not Square Enix. Yeah, I would say I was saying Square Enix era, that kind of era. Of yeah, yeah, JRPGs. JRP- good stuff. The classic JRPGs. Yeah, uh, I have to make a deck saving throw? Yeah, deck saving throw, it's 14. All right, 15? 14. 14. All right, well... This thing is really quick on its feet. It is. <laughs> Imagine. Um, Jesse, I rolled a negative two. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Go ahead and roll with advantage on this. Right. I got. I, I literally got a fucking crit one. 
25 damage. All right. Of the, radiant uh, damage. What? The shards of moonlight uh, that you spew forth um, pierce it, uh, and it is going to stand still. Rostos, it's your turn. You said 25 damage, right? Yeah, 25. Got Fuck. Um, since I'm sort of cow-like and this thing's acidic, can I square any milk at all? I'm putting the hardest foot down ever. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, th- I thought maybe you could. You've you- been spreading hippo shit. <laughs> or trying to, and I've said no every time. No, you're not squirting milk. You know, neutralize like a, a no, base. No, 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 with- no, 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 no. I think udders would have been established much earlier. <laughs> and you'd be not a male. Which is at fine. All. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to no, check. No, you no, know. no, no, no. Use bonus action checked milk. if you could <laughs> yeah, milk yourself. Bonus action milk. Uh, <laughs> oh, five, a 10, a 15, a 20, a 25. I, For listeners, I think he's moving up. I, I run, I approach the gelatinous cube holding Flamenzunga, and I just. Uh, does, does it have a certain amount of charges where I can turn on as much as I want? I mean, as long as you're using a bonus action, it turns on. A bonus action to turn it on. Okay. And then I will, uh, I'll just swipe at it. Flamenzunga comes uh, on brighter than usual, being it's now plus two mm-hmm. uh, great axe with uh, 1d6 for fire damage. Go ahead, swing it at. I've got a really high AC. 21. Okay, that's the higher. My <laughs> AC. Uh, my AC is six. Uh, uh, <laughs> 18 damage. Okay. Uh, is that fire damage? Uh, only uh, five of it is fire damage. Um, actually, it's not weak to fire damage, amazingly. Some of them are, some of them aren't, I suppose. Okay, sweet. So 18 damage. It's still there. It just kind of ripples a little bit. Um, anything else, Rostos? Yeah, I'll t- attack it again. Oh, go for it. Uh, as it. As I cut into it, then I'll do a 23 to hit it. All right, it's nearly four times AC, so you hit it. So uh, f- then that's a 14 to hit. Or 14 damage on the next one. Okay. It's still there. It just ripples a little bit. And then uh, I'm not really afraid of it, so I'll just back up. Fuck it. Uh, You were were engaged with it, so it's going to be able to attack you. Sure. Um, So it's going to do my favorite attack, Pseudopod. 14 misses you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. It's too slow. Is that just too slow? I jump back. You lift your little hooves up. Uh, Yeah, you can move back. 25, 30, 35, 40, 40. There we go, right there. Gelatinous cube. It's its turn. It's gonna stay put. <laughs> okay. Ross, oh, sorry, Drew, your turn. Pop shot. 17 to hit. It's gonna be five damage. Past turn. <laughs> Do you have the plus one? kill. <laughs> <laughs> um. He actually looks at his bow uh, and then back at Lauren with a moment of contemplation, like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. Light, I get it, all right, check it out. And just uh, send a kind of weak pop shot that barely barely pierces it, but it's enough to do but the job. But it kind of deflates it like yeah. a, uh, a big balloon bounce palace, just like slowly just going down. Well, you, you can uh, shoot it into the slit I made. Sure. Sure. Uh, Dro, roll a d10. Rostos, roll a d10. Six. Two. Okay. Uh, eight gold pop out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. 
<laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> what do you want from me? This is like an MMO monster. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, it's Sonic the Hedgehog rules. Fucking <laughs> just coins just They're pop bouncing. Up. Yeah. Joe will go to pick up uh, Hook Horror Baby and put him back in his Bjorn. Good. As you go back to the hook horror. No. no, no, I'm just joking. No, no, he's totally fine. He just sits there. And I would have respected you so much if he would have done it. No, that's aggressive, man. <laughs> that's smushed. A, a crab he's being, he's inside it. a smaller gelatinous cube. No, it'd be even worse if like there's the, the actual villain of the whole thing. Ha I have your hook horror. No, that'd be terrible. No, he's totally fine. He's just a little bit upset that you abandoned him, but he's okay. I pick up the demogorgon with, with him in his face. You, play, you pick up what? The ruby that I left with him and play with it oh, in his yeah, face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He loves that. He bashes his little hooks together, and that's all. Give him some more rations. Yep. Uh, he loves that dragon heart. <laughs> does, the, does the body good. We'll probably go back to jerky soon, and he'll be upset, but we'll go with the dragon heart till it's gone. Yeah, you, know. you, you took all the gold that popped out of this? I didn't take any of the gold. Oh. I didn't say that at all. Wow. For some reason, I thought you said you wanted No, to I went right back to the baby. <laughs> I'll bend down, grab the gold, and throw it to Jin. I owe you this. Why? You paid for my axe. All right. <coughs> What's your all's passive perception at? Drow is 18. Uh, 15. Yeah, I don't even need to say Okay, Drow, uh, I think you're busy tending to your... Uh, surrogate son and um, Jin you do hear a coming from both the north and the south tunnels however now the western tunnel with some um, stairs leading upward and a veritable chain hanging down is in front of you hmm we heard that's the way I didn't hear sounds of a squish squish squelch squelch squish they're, they're far off too to the north and the south uh, Jin thinks that we should probably go the way, and then Jin will just wait a minute and stare down the we- the western tunnel, <laughs> um, and then she stares even harder, <laughs> and then even harder, and her eyes get really squinty. Well, I mean, I just described to you, it's a wall with a fucking jade stairs going mm-hmm. up to the jade. Just she's just making sure the there's no more, ones. and then she's making sure there's no more there's squishy squelches in front of her. Oh, um. She's just staring very yeah, hard. Yeah, roll a perception check, then that's fine. Uh, whatever 10 plus like 7 is I think yeah I mean there's nothing in front of you but you know that they're coming from the north and the south like closer to you Joe will look around to everyone speed or stealth we must move quickly and I'll, I'll start moving forward yeah cool we'll pull, let the beaters the go chain. first okay. pull I'll, the chain I'll urge. Through, pull the chain Lauren runs up and pulls the chain and I'll you hear urge. the same rock on rock movement that you heard um, from before uh, that Yager sort of tr- uh, triggered for you all and um you all exit out of the tunnel. And as you exit out of the tunnel, you are outside of, and again, Dro and Jin, you will recognize this. You are outside of what's been called the pudding court. However, you all entered on a different side and you are on the more Northern side of the pudding court and, or what was once known as the Court of Bling and Stone, Bling and Stone Court. So let me show you all on a map exactly where we're talking about. I'll pull you all there. So you all pop out. Right about there. 
and there is a... So you pop out of the cavern. The rock made door that is basically indiscernible had it been closed, but now that it's open, remains open. Um, and there's only a chain from the inside as it does remain open. Um, the squishes are super far off though. They don't seem like they're gonna catch up to you anytime soon um, from Jin, from your uh, perception check. Uh, there is a door. Um, again, you all went in the main entrance earlier when you were scouting the Pudding King, mm-hmm. right? You are on the more of like the, the south sort of uh, eastern side of this door now, or this, this, this construct. So it's a different door. However, you do see in the back there is another door kind of around that direction, and you could surmise there's probably one on the other side. I think you all scouted that earlier as well. So there are four entrances to this place, but you are on one of the side entrances. Okay. I think Lauren and Rossos were probably the first ones to enter. Everyone can hear sounds of rat folk. Sorry, rat folk, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, what do we call Were them? Rats. Rat people? Were rats. Were people. Were, were rats, yeah. The were rats are going nuts. You hear a, and just clawing and slashing. You hear ooze just, and you hear a battle raging further to the northeast. You could just, you could surmise that this is the distraction that's happening right now. Um, you hear some Spurf Neblins, and they're saying for Blingdon Stone, and for glory, and they're marked, they're going forward, and you hear some splooshes, but you also hear flesh being burnt by acid, and screams of um, certain gnomish people. Are you assuming if we kill like, the Pudding King that we'll put an end to this? Um, I'm, I don't know if I should say that on the podcast. Or is that what we're... <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter what we assume. That's our job. Is just kill that, that guy. And that is out. what the the end game here yeah. is. Yeah, we're not okay. here to fight the war. We're here to kill that yeah, guy. Infiltration tactic: cut up the head off the snake. Okay. See what happens. That's, we have no expectations okay. about what will happen after we do that. I just want to double check exactly what the the thing is. Yeah. Infiltration, subterfuge, uh-huh. head off snake. Okay. So kill, kill. Uh, what the fuck is his name? The pudding king. Yeah, just the pudding king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I just, I just want to double check that. That's exactly what the game plan is. Okay. And I don't know what he looks like at all. What does the Pudding King look like? I, at this point, I think you guys had entered. You guys were a little bit ahead of the rogues. So you guys are coming into this room, I would imagine. Sure. Yeah, coming ready to, ready to do something. And we pulled the thing already to open the door, right? The chain. Yeah, we're, the chain. yeah chain's okay. open. And we're moving upstairs. Okay, fuck it. And if you said that, then I'd be like... From all I've heard, a sort of weapon. All right. I remember those. Uh, I guess those. <laughs> Snurf Neplin, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're the the deep gnomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, you do. Uh, I guess we we go in there, taking a look, seeing how dangerous or how many through the door you're immediately at. Y- yeah. I would assume that's the one that yeah, moving from the quickly chain. through it. Yeah. Quickly through it. I'd be moving quickly through it. Yes. All right, I think you the move quickly are, through it. Are a little bit back. Yeah. Um, the two tankier team tank. We're gonna call Sir Lauren and Rostos. Uh, you all burst through the um, the most southern door, which now we're gonna shift the map a little bit. So listeners, bear with us. Um, 
As they come in this door, they see immediately to their left, there is a staircase that wraps upward around this circular, very, very large room, this circular room, and it kind of goes up and then it goes down. And in the middle, there is this giant circular altar, um, like this platform that looks like it has a, a pyre in the middle of it um, for maybe rituals or sacrifices or whatever. Um, and as you all burst in, um, last time, Dro and Jin, that you were here, you saw hundreds of oozes. However, this time, you only see two oozes. You see one very large gray ooze and one very, very large black pudding. And betwixt them on the throne, looking gross and slimy and just generally shitty with oozes of different colors, very, very small oozes, dripping from his fingers, sitting on the throne is a greasy, grubby little Sferf Neblin who remember, you remember, calling himself the Pudding King sits on his throne. Let me show you all a picture. Does he have a crown? No. <laughs> is it a pudding crown? <laughs> a vanilla pudding crown. Ew. Gross. He's fat. He's got a little pudge of a stomach. He's got some stubble. He's got a nice little red cloak and a little brown tunic and a gauntlet on one hand, a bracelet on the other, and one sandal on one foot, but not on the other foot. He's pooping um, little black shit. And he looks a little shit. gross. Um, and he is going to yell, Who dares disturb the pudding king? We're going to have to roll for new initiative. Yes, finally, new initiative. <laughs> I'm gonna roll worse after we, after none of us got hit in the first round. Dude, I depleted all your resources from y'all. Um, okay, so are we ready? You will uh, walk yep. in again. There is this whole place is kind of covered in slime in various areas. Uh, it looked once beautiful and well hewn in terms of the rocks, uh, well mined out, but now it is completely fucking covered in gross slime of different colors. Again, you have one giant uh, black pudding sitting at the right hand of the Pudding King and a giant gray ooze um, sitting at his left hand. Um, as you all enter, he's going to take a legendary action. And as you enter, he's going to cover all of the area in front of you in a very, very dark slime um, that looks like it would be very slippery and difficult to cross. Uh, as he just reaches out his hand and says, Meow! And then just kind of up from that area bubbles up this slime. Um, it's dark and slimy, but it's not like the level of like black pudding or anything like that. And we're going to go to the top of the order, which is once again, Lauren. <coughs> Hell yeah. <coughs> All right. I will uh, first, I will third level cast a uh, spiritual weapon. Oh. And so I, I walk in and oh, I, I see this, I raise my hand and uh, the spectral floating weapon is a giant staff uh, and it has the eye at the top and it's surrounded by six, the stars around it as the, the weapon it uses. Kind of to, floating above yes, it? to float above uh, the, main, the main guy. What color is it? Uh, it is a moon, moon wrapped kind of like a black steel or something like that. I can tell like you that. guys are going to piss me off so I'm going to grab some gin. <laughs> Uh, then obviously it will attack 
um, immediately. Yep. So I get to roll. Uh, I'm gonna draw that in for you if you don't mind. <laughs> Alright. That's a. Do I have my thing here? Mm hmm. You do. Okay. You're, you're, you're my, casting. Okay. So that's a uh, 18 to hit. Who are you attacking? The main, the main, uh, the main. <laughs> you're attacking guy. the pudding king. The pudding king. So yes. You're going in and I'm, whacking at him. I'm only attacking the pudding king. Yes. All right. So I'll attack the pudding king, and that was an 18. Okay. As you strike him, um, you do strike true, but you notice that when it does hit him, there is a certain sort of like magical reflection from him. You can tell that he has been preparing for this battle for a while, and that he seems to have put some sort of armor around himself that might be of the magical variety. He casted mage armor himself, Jesse. Fuck, what do you want from me, man? (laughs) Um, No, but you still hit him. Okay, so 18 hits. So it's uh, 17 at 13 plus uh, three, so it's uh, 16. Cool. And then... uh, I will also then turn towards him and I will once again cast Guiding Bolt, or sorry, Sacred Flame onto him. So that's a dex save, 14. Cool. You made a pretty fucking strong character. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nico Tank now. <laughs> oh no, Pudding King did not roll well there. No, he failed. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, eight and seven. <laughs> 15 more damage. So you just see like light beaming down and. I'm snapping, snap my finger, light beams down as this staff is also swinging at him. Well, this is going to be fun. This guy does not fuck around. Uh, sweet. Okay. And then um, I will move my character. As you do that, no, you will not. Okay. No, um, as you do those two things, actually, go ahead and move. It doesn't matter. Okay. 5, 10, 20. I'll go over here. Uh, can you describe the listeners? I move uh, basically 20 feet to the southeast uh, to the right side of the black pudding uh, spot on the ground that I don't want to step in. And I am basically uh, next to, uh, just south of me is a giant, what looks like a fire pit. Yeah, you step more to the center of the room, kind of more in line with the throne. And as you do so, he's going to snap his fingers and some green globule from the ceiling starts to fall down. You're going to have to make a saving throw of what variety? Probably dex. I am going to tell you (laughs) very soon as I look it up. It's a legendary Right now. Legendary. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah, it's another legendary action. Um, yeah, make a deck saving throw. Alrighty. That's a 13. <laughs> Alright, you fail. Um, so as you, uh, you move to your area and you look up, and a big green glob falls down upon you for 3d6. And that hits you for 15 damage. 15 damage, all right. Yep. And what kind of damage is that? Poison. Poison, I am resistant to poison damage. Sweet. (laughs) I like this game. I'm having fun. I take eight damage. All smiles all around. (laughs) Uh, You guys are my friends. (laughs) Jin. Fuck. Oh, no. Uh, Jin, well, look further to the thing that just got hit by a giant spiritual weapon and glowy lights and then look at the thing in front and then squint really hard and then look back at the little man on the throne and squint really hard then I will throw a psychic dagger at the man on the throne lots of squinting going on in Jin's world as of recently Jin's very Mm -hmm. confused about a lot of things and her place in this party since there's two really strong people now sure 
That's probably not going to hit because that's a 10. Yep, that's going to... Uh, you, you, you swing true and you throw true, but uh, just this weird sort of like aura deflects it off of him and he's going to give you a little... <laughs> Oh, I don't like you very much. You fucking eat you. He also goes and wipes his nose, and a bunch of slime uh, comes out of it. And then Jin uh, will just say, <laughs> and then he farts and gives you the finger. Jin <laughs> will move uh, five, ten, fifteen. 20. This guy's gross. Have you got his bit? Jin will move past uh, the new party member, Lauren Rocktiller, and move down the just about 10 feet past him in the southeast early direction next to the fire pit. Is the fire pit raised or not? Is it sunken or raised? I uh, it's raised, um, but it, it is further up, but it is, um, it's not like lit or anything. Uh, she will just try to uh, hide as far as she can get down here. For sure, yeah. Bonus you action, hide. Uh, are you going to get down on all fours? Uh, no, it just puts my back up against the okay. kind of stonework. So you did like plus two to AC? Yeah, if, it, if they see me fully, then they see me, but yeah. just hide in there. For sure. Okay. That's totally fine. Uh, it is now Dro's turn. Just a quick uh, rules question. My uh, mechanic says if you have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet, yeah. he took a legendary action. Does that I count? Like it's not a turn. turn. Okay. Not a, that's not a turn. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. Didn't want to sneak anything. Dro will get very serious, and he sees the stairs leading upwards, kind of away from the battle, but a better vantage yep. point. So he is going to use his extra 10 feet of moving on his first turn of combat and use all 40 feet to run up the stairs farther away from his companions. God, dude, Kratz, I know exactly how you're running up there. You're running up there gallantly with like sort of like Pranciness to it, but in a cool way with direction. You're running up there like oh, you're in a fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. On the railing. <laughs> no, are you on the railing? Uh-huh. No. Holding no. his peepee because he has to pee really bad. I'm an edgelord, you guys. I'm not an acrobat. <laughs> so he'll get up to about the fifth or sixth stair using his 40 feet. He'll use his bonus action to look at the Pudding King and say some elven words and cast a hunter's mark on him. And then we'll unleash two arrows with Dread Ambusher upon the Pudding King with advantage. Nineteen and twenty-three. Cool. They both hit. Dro will run up to that fourth stair, unleash two arrows, and it'll be about thirty-five points of damage. And it is magical thanks to magical weapon from the new cleric in the group. Awesome. Pass turn. You shoot two arrows into him. One hits him in the shoulder, and he's like very surprised that it hurts that bad as you hit. You know the area. You know that meaty area where those tendons and bones and shit in your shoulder where it would not feel good. You hit him there. The other one hits him in the lower gut. And he's realizing he's not this. You guys are obviously like an assassination squad, right? And he becomes ooze. What? He becomes ooze. Oh, what color? He becomes this greenish, grayish pile of ooze on the throne and slithers behind it. What Dude, the what? And now it is the gray ooze's turn, which is going to lunge forth a little bit past the spiritual weapon that's right there to about here-ish, and it is going to look forward at... The only thing I can think it can see is going to be uh, Lauren. And it looks at you, and it kind of puts out its pseudopods, but they kind of spike forward a little bit more violently, unlike the other gray uses that they've seen. And you start to feel something in your brain that kind of stings just a little bit. Go ahead and make an uh, intelligence saving throw. Oh, no. 
14. Okay, you pass, but it does hurt a little bit more than you'd expect. Uh, you are going to take seven damage just from it kind of lunges forth and you just feel the sharpness this just digging into your brain a little bit like a really fucking bad headache that's nice it's alarming um (laughs) you all saw the pudding king become ooze and you saw him slither away and for all intents and purposes he is vanished fuck oh and see any like a uh, slug trail? Um, gray, gray. From where you're at, if you want to use that as your action to check, no. Nope. I, I think you're so far away, it'd be very hard for you to tell. Speaking of Rostos and Vision, what's the light like situation in here? Oh yeah, um, I think My you're probably still lit up. So that's forty dim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and there's enough. Forty, there's enough, twenty light, twenty dim. Yeah, yeah. There's enough light for Rostos for sure. Um, but no, you you probably from this distance, Rostos, you would not be able to tell. Uh, the rest of you all, again, I don't know if you'd be able to tell where he went either. So. Um, okay. And Rostos, you're up. Okay, the black thing that it shot out, it's only on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just it's just literally just ooze on the ground. It's not black pudding stuff. It's just like darker ooze that makes it looks very sticky. Okay. Uh. I think I'll 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Just take a look at what I see, I guess, the spiritual weapons. Well, can you describe for the listener, like, where you're moving? I'm I'm running around the outside of the uh, perimeter and by the the big black splooge that he threw all over the ground, trying not to run through it. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'm running towards the throne. Okay. With my... Eyes wide open. Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. A 12? I mean, you see there's, like, slime everywhere in this place. Okay, I guess that's my turn then, right? Uh, you can do something else, probably. Uh, okay. I'll dash 5, 10 over here see what's at the chair. Bunch of slime. No, uh... I can't tell if anything is like a trail or something. It just all looks sticky and this slimy. This place is so slimy everywhere that it's hard to tell where he might have gone. Okay. I guess I'm, uh, I'll pass the turn. Okay. Uh, Princess Ebenmeier. Ebenmeier. Princess Ebenmeier is going to take her turn uh-huh. as the black pudding That's kind of comes to life a little bit <laughs> and lunges towards you very slowly, Rostos. Rastos, uh-huh. I have to ask. This is the largest black pudding you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. It is undulating in unholy ways. How do you feel about this? Not good. Fargus is also on your back. Yep, not good. Fargus is on your back, and it only moves a little bit towards you, but is going to lift up one of its giant balls of black ichor and lunge it towards you, okay? Okay. 13. Misses. Damn. It misses. Um, And that is it for Princess Ebenmeyer. She's so nice. All right, top of the order, Lauren. All right, I'll just yell, Dark One, see what you can see from above. And I'll 
can I'll spiritual weapon attack the Greyus that I can see in front of me. Go ahead. That is a 13 plus 6, 19. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That hits. Okay. My bad. <laughs> You're right. That's, oh, man, double crit damage. So 18 plus 3, so that's 21. Fuck. Oof. Damage, good lord. Okay. I'm finally using that Malthog dice, which is kind of a new thing for me. Yeah. Uh, then real good. Then I'll also use uh, Sacred Flame on it, too. Snap Once again, snap my fingers at it, and it has to make a deck save. All right. 14. Do you think oozes are good at deck saves? I feel like they're really good at them. Yes. I got a 14, actually. 14 saves. Whoa, so, okay, holy shit. So the, that one saves, and... Uh, I rolled a 16 and got a minus two. I will maintain uh, distance from... I will socially distance from the ooze. <laughs> and kind of step back uh, towards the wall near uh, where um, where uh, Dro is running up the stairs. So I'm at the bottom of them. All right. Um, so in between your all's turns... There's going to be another laughter that you hear, a little <laughs> from uh, the Pudding King himself. And as he's laughing, he's going to cast Poison Spray on the person who just attacked his dear son, Prince Livid. <laughs> Son. Good oh, God! This is the Ooze family with Can the dad is a constitution saving God throw, uh, <laughs> Jesse. Oh my God! Uh, Nineteen plus three is twenty-one. Oh my God! You pass so much. You take two damage, two poison damage. So you take one damage. It's <laughs> uh, Jin. Your turn. What direction did Jesse get the text from? Up above. What? I didn't know look in Lauren's direction. He's oozing. He's ooze boy. Mad movement. And then, uh... You look up and you see there's a bunch of green slime on the ceiling. That's what attacked Lauren once before and attacked them again. He could all be this, the whole slime. This whole room could be him. He's uh, Mario. How, how far is the ceiling above us? Uh, I'd say it's about 50 feet. This is a long distance. General run to uh, to the south, to the other side of this uh, raised fire pit mm-hmm. around there, and uh, see that this black ooze is engaged with Rostos, and now we'll throw a psychic dagger at the back of the oozes. Uh, or the black front. Ooze? Yeah, or the front of the ooze, or the back, whichever <laughs> side is it. It really begins or ends, yeah. Yeah, so. He knows. You do you. <laughs> All right. Uh, am I hidden from it? Oh, yeah. That's not good. That's a 13. Uh, I mean, yeah, you hit it. All right. Sorry, I don't remember my dices. (laughs) 19 psychic damage to the black oozies. Okay. From behind. And then I'll use my bonus action to throw my secondary psychic dagger at the ceiling. Cool. Uh, Where are you throwing on the ceiling? Up where the green stuff? There's a lot of green stuff on the ceiling. I've got the nine-foot range, so uh, any concentrated area of green stuff that I can see, I've got the pretty high passive investigation. Sure, so, go, um, go for it. Yeah, you look at the more the more, like, green clumps. That's a 17 to hit the oozes on the ceiling. Yeah, you hit the oozes on the ceiling. Um, go ahead and roll, roll for damage. That's, four. That's seven psychic damage to the ceiling. And are you throwing directly above? 
Yeah, just whatever the biggest clump of things within my range is. Okay. The so kind of wherever there's the drippies or the oozes that uh, look like yeah, the most Yeah, we'll puddle-ish. say right in the center, and you throw it there, and you, you get a couple of them. They rain down, and you notice the stone kind of corrodes a little bit. Oof. So you take down some of the green oozes, but it kind of starts this. The stone starts to on the ceiling, coming from down onto the pot, the the central altar that is there. The green ooze falls down and then sort of starts to uh, dissipate that stone. Gotcha. Got the altar, the pyre altar thing. Okay. Interesting. All right, that's it. I don't want to say anything yet. You can. It's free action. I know. I don't know what to say. That is very confusing. Dro. Dro will continue to run up the staircase to the point where he's almost at the highest point, and then he will use his action or whatever it takes to... He's about 100 feet away from where the throne was, and he'll try to track the Pudding King. From that distance, I understand it's going to be brutal, but Hunter's Mark is active, so just hoping for something. Yeah. I understand it's going to be so very difficult. you get difficult. advantage on a... Is it a survival check or is it... I think it's on a survival check. It's which, wisdom, which is perception or survival. Yeah, roll with advantage. It is a high check because he did become ooze amongst this uh, place that's made of mostly ooze and slime. So are you saying... Would it be one or the other or are you... Whatever's decide? higher. 25. Okay, that was literally my check. Jesus. Uh, you make sense of where you last shot him, and you kind of get a sense of where some ooze fell out. And as you are kind of following it from behind the throne, you go down to the south a little bit, and you follow it along this circular wall, this sort of sense of where your arrow oozed, the, the I don't want to say blood, but the ooze that your arrow hit. And you look up a little bit, and on the wall, on the most southern side, you can see that there is some more unusual type of ooze right there to the south. Um, he will pass turn, and as he does, he'll say, south there, and point, and end his turn pointing. Yeah, southeast-ish, southish, yeah. Right. And you all can, I made him available on the map, so you all can see where he's pointing. Oh, so not like exactly they at. fucking know where he is, but they know the general direction. Yep. That'll be my whole turn, Pastor. Yeah, absolutely. Prince Livid is going to be obsessed with uh, attacking uh, the Duragar and going to do another psychic attack against the Duragar. Can you make an intelligence saving throw? Oh, boy. That is a two. All right. <laughs> so you fail that. You only three. A three. Six. It's going to be six damage. Pudding King is going to take his action and he is going to come back to his full form. Uh, you see him become his Furf Neblin form again. He kind of falls back down to the ground, having been spotted as you called him out, and he is going to cast Cloud Kill. Great. Not good. No. And the <laughs> person who called him out was Dro. So he's going to make a cloud of, I think, is it 20 feet? I don't know what it is. I think it's 20. So I think it's only going to hit Dro. 20 foot radius, yeah. So it's it's 40 feet. Yeah, 40 40 feet. feet. Yeah, so that probably hits all you all. Yeah, 20, the, 20 feet down, 20 feet up. Yeah, the general height rule is like however far horizontally you can go, okay. how far height. So a a a green circular 
orb kind of appears between um, Lauren and Dro, and then it sort of just erupts very quickly, um, and it smells incredibly acerbic and acidic and a little bit like shit and poo-poo. Um, and let me... <laughs> shit and poo-poo. Shit and poo-poo. The poo-poo man. Uh, as he casts that, and he's kind of laughing there too. He's going, ah! As he's, he's doing his big shit. Um, and you all have to make a constitution saving throw. What was it, Kratz? Dro will kind of look down and look at himself, imagine that he's invisible with his umbral sight, and then, oh, he gave me the moonlight, and he will roll a six. <laughs> 18 plus 321. Oh, you crush it. You fail. Um, so. Oh, and I have an advantage against poison. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren, you crush it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dro, you fail. Is 26 damage. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, poison damage. Um, so you half that, Lauren. Dro, you take down the chin. However, he's wide open now. What was it? 20, 26. 26, yeah. so 13, 10, then 7. Up next will be Rostos. All right, I will, There's a black pudding in front of you, Rostos. Yeah, I will bonus action rage this time. Uh... What makes you rage about seeing a black pudding? That I have Farkas in my back and he's completely melted from a black pudding. <laughs> I fucking hate puddings. Everything to do with them. And I will, uh, I attack with Flamenzunga at this, uh, at this thing. It's... Has Flamenzunga already been ignited? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from earlier, right? A nine. A miss, I assume. Crit one. Why do you, why do you, why do people assume that? Wait, was it a crit one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's different. I was going to say a nine does hit. Um, but unfortunately, a crit one results in Flamazonga goes out. Um, you're not used to uh, her being back and sort of mishandle her a little bit. And so her flame goes out. But you still have her help with the crit one. Damn. Is, is it another bonus action to turn it on? Then, you already then? used your bonus action to rage. No, no, but uh, yes. further. Yes. Think so. Damn. Okay, I'll take another swing at it. Okay. A 12. That does hit. And this time I'm uh, I'm not slashing into it. I'm using it to slam into it after my previous fights with Black Pudding. Okay. Um, so it's going to be less damage then. Is it? Yeah, because uh, an axe is made to slash, not slam. Okay. So you'll roll with... Uh, a D, let's see, you roll with a D12 for a great axe. Yep. You'll roll with a D6. Oh, damn. That's severely. Oh, you're changing. Well, you're using weapon. a weapon yeah, yeah, yeah. T- as it's not made to be used. 10 damage. Okay. You do, nice. you smash it a little bit, and a little bit of black pudding goes a little bit. It doesn't break apart, though, right? It does not break apart, though. You are correct about that. So smart move, but you're not going to attack with the full damage. Um, okay. Anything else, Russell? That's it. That's all I can do. Princess Ebenmeyer is starting to grow in size a little bit. As you can tell, that last hit just sort of made them a little bit madder. And you can tell that they actually get a little bit bigger as they seem to be a regenerating black pudding. And so they gain some health and grow a little bit larger in front of you. Rastos make a madness saving throw of oh. wisdom as you think about Damn. how Fargus might be encountering Zero. this again. Oh! Zero? Mm-hmm. All right. So this will be long-term madness? Yeah. Roll a d100. 
So for the next four hours, you regard, <laughs> this is very convenient for you actually, um, anything that is black and undulating that has been the source of much suffering for your good. Well, I, I dare to say, I don't know if I say friend, but I, I guess he's your friend. Um, once a source of annoying, um, I don't know, like Except annoying for good. to you. Um, this has been affected by, Fargus was so hardly affected by um, these black undulating waves. Anytime you see something that's black and dark and moving, you are filled with disgust. So technically, this black pudding fills you with disgust. The way the ruling actually works is the character regards something with intense revulsion, especially the source of madness, which is technically the black pudding. I regard black puddings as... Or anything that's black and undulating is how I'm wording it for as, the next four what? hours. As what? You fucking can't stand it. Oh, loathe them. Very good roll. <laughs> uh, and that's a permanent madness? No, though? long-term four hours. Oh, it's after you get your third one. You, you mm-hmm. go to... The third one is the... Gotcha. Ind- it's it's okay. short-term, long-term, indefinite. Gotcha, okay. You'll know that soon enough like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Those are... <laughs> a bunch of whiffs on Rastos's turn. I passed the turn, I guess. Yep. I, I guess was it its turn when it did that? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, I'm all done. Yep, uh, that was when it grew up from its regeneration. So now it's its turn. It's going to attack you with a pseudopod. 22 to hit. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to hit you for 21 damage. So that's Probably going to half it. Yeah. Do you have anything that is not magic that you're wearing? Yes, all sorts of stuff. All right, it starts to dissolve. Your ropes that are non-magical begin to dissolve very, very quickly, and in fact, Fargus falls to the ground. <sighs> oh, no. It's a bad fucking turn for Rastos. Yeah. Fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, uh, what about my javelins and hand axes and stuff? All, are they all magical? Melting? No, none of them are. They begin to sizzle a little bit. So it hit everything in mine? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm losing a buttload of but shit. But it didn't, it didn't <laughs> dissolve immediately. It just begins to dissolve. Okay. All right. Up next is... Top of the order, Lauren. All right, uh, since I'm, like, coughing and shit, I'll move out of the... Coughing and shitting? No, not caught shitting. Uh, I'll move out of the poison cloud... Uh, I'll continue my attack on the Prince Ooze. I'll attack with the spiritual weapon first. Bonus action. Let's say 20 dirty. Describe your kill. All right. Uh, this oh. thing kind of like the eye lights up and comes down the last time and just kind of smites it from existence as, as much as I can. It totally dissipates, just like almost like it ascends to the moon. Just and just goes up and it is gone. You have killed Prince Livid. <laughs> I do not care about Prince Livid. Yeah, you do. And then I will uh, second level cure wounds on myself. Cool. That's seven. I gained seven life. All right. Oh, heal God. yourself up. Jin. Rough. That's a rough heal roll. Uh, is the um, is the, the Ooze King still here? Yeah, the Pudding King is right in front of you. He was the one who was like laughing out now. Jin will run up to the Pudding King and uh, attempt to attack him with a psychic blade into his skull. Yeah, you can probably make it right. That's probably the extent of your your movement, and you run right up there. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Blue. Not good. That's an 11 to hit. So he does still have a magical armor around him. So as you go up, um, again, you strike true, but the magical force pushes you away. As the first blade glances off his magical armor, I will bonus action make a second one and attempt to attack him again. Backhand. That's a crit one. All right, you get really overzealous, and this time you fall over, and you are prone right in front of the Pudding King. Dro, you watch this all unfurl. However, as you're saying that, the Pudding King starts to laugh quite a bit, and he's going to cast down two green oozes on top of Jin. Jin, you need to make two dexterity saving throws with with disadvantage. Uh, 20. With disadvantage? The first one, yes. First one is actually uh, 22. With disadvantage? Yep. Shit, okay. Well, you roll out of the way of one. Wow. Second one is uh, 26. Okay, they still splash on you a little bit. 17, 18. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Uh, You're going to take 12 damage, but that's only because I rolled crit on damage. It would have been a lot more, man. Um, So good. After more than crit? Huh? How can you do more than crit damage? Because I saved on the throws. There was two of them. Oh, oh. What is Okay, I got the... So 12 damage total uh, to Jim, but you, you did a really good job. There was like two giant fucking ass pulls coming down on you. So very, very good job. It could have been a lot more. Then I then I gave flip him the bird. That's... Yeah, you flip him off. Uh, Dro. Dro will continue running on the stairs. He will exit the cloud kill. I don't know if I have to make another save, but once it initially happened, he needs to make a concentration save to see if Hunter's Mark stays. Yep. 16 total, which is over half of 26. Yep. And then he will uh, run 30 feet to reach the apex of the stairs and start heading downhill. So now he's heading back towards the Pudding King where he just saw Jin collapse in front of her, uh, in front of them. Um, We'll knock an arrow. Technically, there's an ally within 50 feet, but I would assume that since it's the ally is prone, it's not giving much of a much of an advantage. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, then he. Are you gonna attack twice? No, he only has one attack. He'll only he'll Ooh. only give one pop shot. Oof! All right, it's a big roll. And well, I mean, no advantage and no sneakies, so I'm dealing with four, uh, 12 damage total if it hits. Yeah. Uh, 24 to hit. Okay, so what you see is the Pudding King is starting to laugh, like, <laughs> as he sees Jin rolling around kind of in the slime on the floor, and he had two giant big green globules that could have done a lot more damage. Jin's kind of dodging around, taking some acidic damage and being like a little bit poisoned. Jin, you're probably not feeling great from that, but surviving, and he's having kind of fun with you. And then an arrow hits him. And Dro, describe your kill. Um, the lowest health he's been at in a long time. Exits the cloud kill, breathing heavily and exhaling some greenish smoke and sees Jin fall and wants to protect her. Has flashes of Nico dying in front of him, sacrificing himself for Jin, sacrificing themselves for Jin. Dude, that's still fucking fresh, man. Nico died last night. Like, that shit is fucked. Seeing Jin go down really, really gets in his head. And that protection that 
you know, pack mentality, can't have another person drop so quickly. We just lost Nico. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just uh, go for the center of the noggin. And yeah. We'll you know the classic, the like, uh, the classic Halloween costume where someone puts an arrow on their head and it comes out one side like, and goes out the other? You do that to him. And it hits him and he's laughing. He goes, Ow! and it stops him. And then slowly his body starts to become ooze. And Rostos in front of you, Princess Ebenmeyer begins to sort of dissipate as well. I, I think my I'm naked now. <laughs> okay. Does, does it happen that quickly? I don't, he said my stuff just started, the ropes and all that stuff dissolved. Started to. Started to. It's a bold assumption for you to yeah. make. If you want to, if you want to assume that, we can make that the rule. I, I, I don't know if the ropes disintegrate that fast. All right, but nobody said that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm stop worrying about what you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wearing like, a loincloth. So. Okay, chill out. No, no, but I, I think I'm just naked and like uh, rampage. If you played the old arcade game, I'm standing there like uh, when they reverted back to people. With whole, with lemons and then hand. they shrunk and stuff like that's not even close no, but they're, to what no, it is. No, but they're, hold, they're cool. holding their naked parts and ju I'm just standing there like that. As people, you're still yeah. a giant bovine. Uh huh. <laughs> but I'm naked. I'm a naked, sexy bovine. Uh, does the does the black ooze turn into a person? Okay, so <laughs> while oh the thing is dissipating, um, the pudding king has slowly become a puddle of ooze, and he's trying to still kind of laugh, and he's still trying to bring down the oozes from the ceiling. However, they start to become a little bit less acidic and a little bit more water-like, and they just start to kind of fall from the ceiling harmlessly. And as he's going down, you just hear him. He's like, you haven't won. No. We will rise from our children. We will be reborn from the faceless Lord. Dweeblex will consume the banquet of the queen of fungi, Zugtmoy, and we will all grow as his face becomes a pile of mush and dissipates into water just like the other oozes in the area. Ooh. Yo, this place is fucked, what, man. What do you say about <laughs> Jubilex will absorb Zuckmoy? The feast set out by Zuckmoy or whatever. Oh, Probably man. a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> Probably a bunch of fucking mushrooms that they can feed out. In my mind, he died like the dude in the first X-Men movie. The, like, the water dude. Do you remember him? Senator Kelly? Yes. Oh, he, he like just turns into a puddle and dies. <laughs> Uh, what happens to the... It all just turns into water and stuff in the room then? Yep. Crazy. Jen uh, will get the... I guess you're naked now. You decided that, not me. Jen mm -hmm. will get the from the floor. We need to leave this building immediately. The ceiling is going to collapse most likely. All right. Idiots. I, I pick up Farkas. 
Joel will run down the stairs as quickly as he can, kick the head of the Pudding King, and then grab his bracer. There's no head left. He's just a pile of, like, watery ooze. I'll see if his bracelet and bracer is still there. By the way, the the ceiling is not going to collapse. Yeah, no, Jen is just concerned that about okay. it from earlier. Was melting it, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It, it's not going to collapse. Like, nothing oh, yeah. is happening to the structure. Like, you could, you could assume that, Jim. Jen, Jen has care. to exaggerate to be interesting. I know. I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That is one of my mind. I just want to clear that for the for like listeners yeah. and everything. Is the is the princess water then too? She would just ooze the whole time. Mm-hmm. I step on the gross puddle. Cool. Fuck yeah, that fucking. Joe will check the pudding king to see if his corpse left any metal or anything like that. Besides, it did you step down? You're kind of stomping on it, and you feel a piece of metal. And one gold piece. I kind of kick it. Pops <laughs> I kind of kick it and look to the new cleric. Try those glasses over here, friend. Hold on, we have some more pressing matters. I'll check the stairway down, see if the oozes have made it to the stair that we're following us. Oh, uh, no, no, you you hear no more like right. like that that ooze. I'll still I'll up. still leave my spiritual weapon in front of the stairway just in case. Sure, and then yeah. go down there. Um, in fact, you all have a high enough perception. You do hear a uh, beginning of a cheer uh, on the other side. As you hear that the the battle has become a rout, um, and they're like, "Fucking step on them!" and you just hear just, <laughs> just like a bunch of like rat um, were rats and uh, Spurf Nebulin starting to step on these oozes. Yes. You step on when you step on the um, sorry Dro when you step on the Pudding King. What remains of him? You step on a golden mask Ooh. that is sort of like a half like Phantom of the Opera style mask. And you kick it over to... I'll just kick it uh, before gripping it and, and call over the new cleric. Call over uh, Lauren. So, Lauren, you see a, a golden mask in front of you. Um, and it, it has, like, you know, eye slits, nostril slits, but it's basically, like, cut halfway across uh, the face. I will say, let's get to safer areas before we do this. Rather than inspect it immediately, yep. so you, put it, <laughs> you put it into your uh, into your pack. Yes. And uh, let's absolutely, go the, let's go to the battlefield. The chance of victory. Yes, yes. this war may not be over. Too, we should make sure. Can you run towards the sounds? Mm-hmm. Towards the sounds of cheering. There's an exit this? in multiple areas of this yeah. room. Head towards them. Absolutely. You hear the sounds coming from the south. Yeah, probably run towards the. Yeah, take a quick peek in the pyre to see if it's only wood or if there are other things in there before we head out. The pyre is basically empty. It once was wood, but it hasn't been used in so long. Continue. We just don't like fire. I, I continue give, towards the sound. I give you my axe. I'm like, hold on to this. Who's you? Since I have to hold on to Farkas. Who's not? He's, I don't have anything to hold him on. Who's you? Have a, you? you have 30 feet of rope that is magical that can't be broken, so yeah, you do. Oh, true. Uh, <laughs> you're talking to, I'm sorry, you talk, you're talking to Lauren, right? Lauren, yeah. Okay. No, I'll, I'll have you take just the axe. hold the axe. Because I had him wrapped right, in like I'll a bit. I'll hold on to the axe then. Yeah. Are you still I'm well versed with axes, uh-huh. so I can I can use Amendorf. I'm a lot of I, I give you the axe, and I'm holding it to Farkas. <laughs> is he covering up your junk? No. A ball of slime is. Gross. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> well, it melted my backpack away. <laughs> You know, you have in there like four gold worth of trash, vendor trash that I you're had, just carrying around. I had a, me- a mess kit, rations, 
tinderbox, my torches, Your things and things begin uh, to dissolve. I'm naked. Farkas. <laughs> everything, yeah, everything's gone. He says things begin to dissolve, and all of a sudden, all I'm your naked. gear just disappeared gone. off the face of the planet. I, I was wearing one scantily clad loincloth. Why are you arguing against yourself when the DM hasn't told you anything? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like it's insane. I feel like all was melting towards the battlefield. You're arguing against yourself. Farkas. You're making up. A, you're making up I a story that never happened. Melting. You're literally yeah. making up stories that never happened, <laughs> saying like this is how it was. All right, all right, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. So you all exit out that northwestern side, and as you step out, you see fucking slime everywhere. Just like fucking ooze and slime, but it is becoming watery and just like falling into the cracks everywhere. Yeah. And you, as you march out, yeah. I wish I could say that there's this glorious sunrise from behind um, the army, not the army, but the, the crew that you see, which is uh, a total of about, uh, there's some soldiers who aren't there, there's at least 15 of the Spurf Neblin defenders along with Sark and they're raising up their crossbows and they're raising up their pickaxes and then behind them and along with them are all these were-rats completely fucking transformed Spurf Neblins and their hands are covered or the claws are covered in ooze and they're all lifting their gloriously. To be fair, when we walk out, we do have light on us, and we yeah. do look baller as shit. <laughs> Hold up the bow, yeah! <laughs> Naked holding Farkas going, da, da! Elbow Lauren to hold up the mask. Yeah! <laughs> Jen is off in the corner, slicing up her bag of salt to slowly use her leather working tools to turn it into a loincloth for Rastos. <laughs> da, da! I'm holding Farkas yelling, da. Yeah. Jiggling this guy. His uh-huh. ear starts to fall down a little bit. I will. I have avenged the black puddings for you, Farkas. <laughs> Fuck them. As I'm holding him up there, yeah. yelling, da. Um, I will cast Cure Wounds, too, on... Uh, did you, you didn't take any damage. Barely. I'll take. I'll cast Cure Wounds on you, first level. Draw. First level. Draw, yeah, first level. So, oh, that's wrong. Die. <laughs> It's a D8. As eight, so thirteen or eleven. Amazing. Eleven heals, and I'll say uh, once again an undercommon. Um, only together can the people of the Underdark survive. And I'll give him a Predator Carl Weathers Arnold Schwarzenegger handshake and say, "Together." Fmiestia. 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 Cool. As you all make that handshake together, you hear a very, very loud explosion from the gate of Blame and Stuff. No. No! That echoes through the caverns ominously. And (laughs) the soldiers stop their celebration and turn for and look at Sark and Sark looks at you all with a face of utter dismay. And he says to you, the battle of Blingdon Stone may be upon us sooner than we thought. <laughs>